Hello and welcome my partners in crime, welcome back to Murder Analyze for another true crime unsolved because this is part of our missing campaign and we are actually on case 12, can you believe it, that we've made this so and up until the 20th of December these cases will be coming out sometimes one, two, three times a day because I need to get them all out by the 20th. So let's get on with this case. Now today's case is the disappearance of Ashley Summers. Now Ashley or Ashley Nicole Summers, was born on June the 16th, 1993, and she was 14 years of age at the time of her disappearance, just 14. And as you can see by her pictures, stunning looking girl, lovely girl, and literally just has gone again, another one without a trace. Now, she disappeared near her home in Cleveland, Ohio, in early July 2007. Um, and as of, really, today, nothing has been heard from Ashley since. So um, with little Ashley, now she went missing around 6pm, it is fault, okay, this isn't precise because I don't think really anyone knows the precise time or I know it was around the 4th of July time when she was last seen but whether she disappeared on that night or, or a couple of days in between that, we, it's really difficult to know actually and this, that will sort of come out more down the, the, the line in this case. But anyway, around 6 p.m. on the 4th of July 2007, she was last seen in the area of 96th Street of Madison Avenue. Now, earlier that day, um, she had gone to a pool party of which she was the only guest. Okay, anyway, um, you know, it happens, I suppose, but it was a pool party and she was the only guest. After spending a few hours swimming in this pool, she decided to visit her aunt, Christine, who lived within 10 minutes walking um, distance away from this pool party where she had been, but she never arrived. So really, I mean, that's not unusual in this case for this girl to not be seen by her aunt, but she actually told the people or the person at the pool party, because she was the only guest there, that she was then going to see her aunt and that's when she didn't turn up. Now, this is really because she frequently stayed away from her family and um, her relatives. And so her disappearance really did go unnoticed for a couple of days. So it is thought that she disappeared on the 4th, but it could have been the 5th, the 6th or the 7th within this radius of time. So if you can remember what you was doing in this area around this time, it's really important that you come forward with some information because really since that sort of time, there has been nothing on this girl at all. No sightings, no nothing. She's literally gone off the face of the earth. That's it. She's gone. There's been nothing, really. Her great uncle, Kevin <laughs> Donovan, now said that he spoke to her on the morning of the day of her disappearance. That would have been on the 4th. Now, he said he grabbed her phone and it broke. And so it deprived her, really, of having a phone to contact anyone, didn't it? Now, he comes up a little bit later on in this case, this man. Anyway, that's what he said. So there was no way for her then to have contacted, you know, friends or family if she didn't have a phone on her, which he said he grabbed and he broke earlier that day. Now, at the time of her disappearance, and I'm going to put up the FBI thing, and I'm going to put up... A slide with about her height, her eye colour and all this sort of stuff. But she did have this tattoo, this tattoo of a love heart with the word 
jean in it now this was in reference to this jean gill uh, a boy that whom she had been dating at the time now she was 14 her mother was you know absolutely very angry is the word i suppose that she'd had a tattoo but we have a family here where this girl sort of come and went as she wanted so she i would say that she would have been a streetwise 14 year old but you know with 14 year olds Sometimes their attitude is they think they know everything as every teenager does. Unfortunately, when you're in the streets, you know, and you're running around and doing your own thing, you're not the only one out there. There are predators out there that prey on these girls and boys, these teenagers, that, you know, they're carefree, aren't they? They think they know everything at that age. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are out to harm you. So, you know, I think with her not contacting her parents or family members or anything else um, over a period of a few days and that was seen to be as normal, then we could say this family was dysfunctional in a way and um, that this girl was really, I would say, you know, quite worldly or streetwise. I think she, I think that's what we can say about her because really if a 14 year old went missing even you know didn't come home that night and we've had these haven't we um the alarms are automatically going off aren't they in your mind but this you know this sort of case it didn't come to light for a few days giving then any perpetrator an opportunity then to dispose of her body in or do anything they wanted really within that time period if that's what's happened to her and i think the other thing is when you have a child of this age and they're exhibiting this behavior they're run you know doing their own thing having tattoos going out with boys and this sort of stuff um the police automatically i suppose considered that this that she was a runaway and this was due really it was due to her history and it was due to her family um you know in the weeks leading up to her disappearance including this rebellious actions of getting this tattoo and all this sort of stuff it sort of gives you a picture of a girl um that could have been a runaway now you know it's 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 dif difficult isn't it because in america you have lots of kids that disappear and some are you know never found and this girl's one of them but you know from early on um i think these police have once they sort of realized that no she wasn't a runaway I think they've done all they can actually to find this kid and I, I find myself in many of these cases and as I've said before when I go through these cases of where the authorities have not done anything and I think you can see by that now whether that's lack of money, time or circumstances around some of these cases. Um, but I think with this case you can't say that they didn't try once it was really realised I think, you know, uh, like a week or so after her disappearance. Um, everyone sort of banded together and the family was then on it and the police were then on it and they haven't really stopped until this day so it's this this case you can't knock the police actually or you know or any search teams or anything in this case they they're actually until I think April 2021 still searching for this child now the issues is as well with around this girl's disappearance, Ashley's disappearance, is the FBI actually later sort of speculated that she could have been abducted. Now that that was because 
um, in that same area at that time, you know, you had uh, Amanda Berry go missing and Gina uh, Jesus go missing and they vanished in Cleveland in 2003 and 2004, respectively really. And on May the 6th, 2013, Amanda Berry and Gina um, were found alive and they were rescued, weren't they, from a house in Seymour Avenue, um, you know, the house of horrors, really. They were actually kept there for 10 years. So, um... I think there was also a third girl that was captured, that was Michelle Knight, and there's not really much about Michelle Knight, but she had also been missing from 2002. It's a long time, isn't it, until 2013 to finally be found. Well, I think one of them actually got out, she had had a child by him and stuff, but that's a different case altogether. But that what was going on in this area around that time. Now, you know, Ashley actually meets that profile of someone that he would um, uh, take. Now, it's, um, I mean, he was a nasty piece of work anyway, him. And, um, but yeah, the FBI, I think, from that whole case have realised, you know, that she could have been one of his victims. Because you are talking about a girl here that maybe fought back too much, maybe wouldn't comply too much. Plus, we only know about these girls that this man took. We don't actually know if he had murdered or anything anyone else, because they never say, do they, um, at all. But, um, you know, uh, I think it's uh, Castro, or, yeah, Castro. Now, he was um, sentenced for this crimes to life plus a thousand years. I mean, this is America for you. What's happened to our justice system? That You know, we're letting them out, aren't we? This man kidnaps these girls, keeps them for 10 years. Father's a child with one of them. I think he pleaded guilty to, uh, I think, 937 counts of kidnapping and rape. Um, now, um, I think he was found dead, actually, in his prison cell uh, from suicide on May the 3rd, 2013. So... He never, he was questioned a lot and through the trial, but he would never give up anything. So whether Ashley was one of his victims, we don't know. Plus, we don't know if there's other victims in relation to this man. I would probably say there are, there are. And, um, it, you know, that's sort of maybe why she's also never been found. But anyway, on June the 6th, 2013, family and friends of... Um, Ashley Summers celebrated her thirtieth um, birthday by um, passing out fly um, flyers and releasing balloons and stuff like that. It's um, you know because I think when you have a child go missing at fourteen, who was such a lively child, right? You know she was a beautiful girl, lively, very nice girl. Yeah, a bit rebellious, but what 14-year-old isn't really, when you think of it like that. And um, she's just gone. She's just disappeared. Anyway, on November the 7th, 2018, police and the FBI visited, um, I think it's Holden Avenue, uh, a, location, a location actually that Summer was known to visit. Authorities looked behind the homes in this avenue and they uncovered new information on the possible times and location at which Summer had actually, uh, or Summers had actually, or might have been spotted before her disappearance. Because as I said, we don't know what day exactly she went missing. Because remember, 
the uncle broke the phone and so she didn't have any contact, no one could contact her at all uh, and um, she wasn't really one for coming home. So any reported sightings in August 2007, one month after um, Ashley Summers went missing, the family received a call from a girl believed to be Summer herself telling them not to worry that she'd be home safe. Um, I, you know, that we have a lot of people when they are kidnapped and the kidnappers try to give themselves more time, those perpetrators, sometimes, you know, this is what happens, but it could have been her. It could have been her. We don't know. But this girl had no money, no phone. She was 14. She wasn't educated. She couldn't, you know, where are you going to go? Who are you going to go with? What's happened to this girl? It's many, but do I believe that was her? Probably not. Probably not. I don't. So in early 2015, there were rumours that Summer that Summers had been spotted at an ATM in Rhode Island. Again, all this was checked out, and these rumours were dismissed about a year later because the FBI and everyone had looked at the CCTV footage from that, from this ATM, and it, it wasn't her at all. So there had actually been no credible sightings of her since that days, that time when she went missing. I think... Now these are about, we have to say this, I think we have to bring this into it. So on the 4th of December 2018, Kevin Donovan, the uncle that took the phone from her that morning before she went to the pool party and everything else, was charged with rape, uh, but had not been named as a suspect in Ashley Summers' disappearance. So on February the 25th, 2020, he was a 55-year-old man, was sentenced to 35 years in prison on the charges of rape and prostitution. Today, Ashley's uncle was sentenced to 35 years in prison for rape and gross sexual misconduct of several minors. Police, though, have never named him a suspect in Ashley's disappearance. News 5's Amanda Van Allen joins us now live from the newsroom with more on this case. Danita Rob, Kevin Donathan will likely spend the rest of his life behind bars. The 55-year-old admits to molesting and raping children. Some of his victims, family members, and others were young friends of the family. The judge said this all happened over the span of 25 years. He admitted to raping and coaxing young girls into sex for money and gifts. The tier three sex offender apologized. I'd like to apologize to the victims and the families for what I did. He taught them from a young age that what he was doing was okay, even though it definitely was not okay. Donathan's niece, Ashley Summers, has been missing for over a decade, but police have never said he was a suspect in her disappearance. News 5 confirms the FBI did search his home in relation to Ashley's case last year, but he hasn't ever been officially linked to the case. Now, you know, did he have anything to do with it? don't know could he have had anything to do with it more than likely you know you don't just all of a sudden do you start doing that sort of behavior at all really so i think you know there is no evidence though to say he's already said hasn't he i took her phone i broke her phone that doesn't mean to say he's killed her or done anything with her but you know his personality is this of this sort of predator and um, I don't think we can, I don't even think the FBI has dismissed him, really. But there's just no evidence here 
at all. Just there's just nothing at all. Anyway, Cleveland, this was in Cleveland, FBI dug up land in Cleveland on, um, I think, um, I think this was 2018, I think, or is this a 2021? But they kept digging, they're still digging today, I think it was April 2021. Um, but I think, yeah, this was 2018, they dug and there was animal bones and stuff, they found it wasn't her. Now, there's, there's so many, you have, you know, as we do with, um, People in prison like to come forward and say things that they've done or they've heard stuff and this, that and the other. Everything to do with that has turned out that there's been nothing um, about Ashley at all. There's just been nothing. I think the aunt has really tried in this case to really push this case to get some answers. All right, Because as I said, the family of this girl may have had a different, you know, this girl's relationship with her family may have been different to what we call the normal right she was strong-willed she was off and around and okay they didn't report her missing for a couple of days because they didn't notice but up when they found out you know within them first few days that really there's no sightings of this girl at all they have done nothing but work tirelessly for many many years to try and keep Ashley Summers case out into the public and that's one of the reasons why we're doing this case today if you have any information at all on the disappearance of Ashley please please say something it may be as I said you know that you think that your information means nothing it's just something you may have seen or glanced or someone's told you something you know you've heard something on the grapevine just say it it's so easier just to say it. It doesn't matter if you're wrong, does it? It doesn't matter. But at least then we may have some outcome. It's been a long time, hasn't it, since this child went missing, this 14-year-old. This girl, really, that, you know, nothing of this girl to this day has been found. Nothing. Literally, she's just gone. Another one, gone without a trace. There's been no bodies found. There's been no sightings of her, not credible sightings. The phone call, probably not her. Or if it was, if she was made to do it and she wouldn't have lived that much longer. I believe this child was, is, was murdered, without a doubt, because there's just been nothing of her. We are now looking for a burial ground body, a body we're not looking for, a living person. So it'd be really, really good is if that if you do remember anything or know anything that you contact these people that I've put up throughout this thing there's the flyers and stuff of this young girl it would be really helpful if you did that did she have the connection to what I call the house of horrors um, she could have she really could have and if that was her fate with this man Costello then really you know, it's another one of his victims that we're never going to know what he did. So thank you for watching. And you know what to do. Thumbs up if you found this case interesting. You can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on Facebook where I put a lot of clips and stuff up. You can um, contact me by all the details of contact. You can leave comments. You can do whatever. And now, now the thing is with the comments at the moment, because I am literally 
pumping these cases out it's a bit difficult for me to answer the comments at the moment so I have been trying to do some I do scan through them but I am going to do a live feed I think around 22nd or 23rd of December I'll keep you updated on that one and that way we can answer a lot more questions and go over this these cases you know not in detail but you know any questions that you may have or any information that you may have you know or if you think you know something just make sure you tell somebody it would be really great really appreciated hopefully i'll see you when we do this live this live thing i've never done one before so god knows what that's going to be like but anyway thank you for watching until the next time bye bye